We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Morgan Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket can. So much to react to from the weekend, Perloff, and that Bengals-Chiefs game did not disappoint. Yeah. Maybe 49ers-Dolphins was one of the games of the weekend. Obviously, we were wondering what Tua was going to look like in, against a good defense. Turns out, not as good as he normally does. Yeah. But that Chiefs and Bengals game was really something. Felt like a playoff game. Absolutely. The whole the way it was at 4 o'clock, the announcers, just everything about it is like, oh, okay, we're getting to that time of year. And again, it is the Bengals that prevail over the Chiefs. Now, Mm -hmm. I think one thing became very obvious about the Chiefs, which is something you've said often, so I'll give you full credit for it, which is they don't have enough ways to get to the quarterback. No, and also, which makes their secondary look bad, too. Totally. The two work together. They have, basically, they're Chris Jones and what else? I keep wondering that. That's what happened in that against Buffalo in the playoffs last year. They couldn't stop anyone. They still found a way to win that game. But do you view the whole AFC, Maggie, differently after that game? So, um, I think that the Chiefs officially have a Bengals problem. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, I, I still wanted... think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, yeah. and it's a like Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, whichever combination you want to put that in. But the Chiefs officially have a Bengals problem. Well, what about as a Bills fan? Do you see the Bang? Do the Bills have a Bengals problem too? The Bills could very easily have a Bengals problem. <laughs> they just haven't developed it yet. It showed no signs or symptoms at the moment. But it very <laughs> what, well like could black a- and orange stripes show up <laughs> yes. on your body or something. Yeah, something like hives. I guess like kind of break out. It, yeah, it could watched, become a big problem. Yeah, I watched a game and I was actually thinking about you. I'm like, ooh. Joe Burrow's going to be tough to knock out of those AFC playoffs. Well, he is. We already know that, right, because of last year. But I don't want to say people thought last year was a fluke. I think we it was so we out did. of nowhere. We definitely said that. Yeah. We were wrong. We were dead wrong. And now it's one of our ten commandments of gambling. Thou shalt not bet against Joe <laughs> yeah. Burrow, which I mistakenly went against two weeks ago and took the Titans. Stupid me. Anyway, I think that Burrow and the Bengals have ascended now where it's no fluke. Mm-hmm. No one would be shocked. I still think the Chiefs are the class of the conference, but the Bengals have shown in a variety of ways. They have, obviously, they have the quarterback. And the thing about Burrow is it's not like he's rushing for a lot of yards. No one would ever confuse him for Jalen Hurts or something like that. But he actually has a way of moving around yeah. in the pocket, which makes him like oddly elusive almost not like a running quarterback, but in a way that we don't give him credit for. Yeah, well, he's super fast when he does run. He actually runs a fair amount. Like, he's like a Josh Allen Jr. when you need him. No, but Allen is different. Uh, But Burrow... Allen's like, he's like a tight end playing quarterback sometimes, except with an amazing arm. Yeah, but Burrow will get you that first down when you need it. And he's... And he he lowers the shoulder, you're right. He is not slow at all. Like, so he ran 11 times for 46 yards uh, yesterday. I think that's a huge factor in this AFC playoffs. All of them are. Yep. Because you, you cannot punt the ball. 
in this in this little three team round robin of Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati, these are going to there's going to be wild high scoring games. And the way Cincinnati is now, that game against Buffalo, the Monday night game yeah. that you mentioned in the break, that could be for the number one seed and the buy. This is all getting huge. This, the stakes are rising, Maggie. I want to see you get nervous. Well, of course I'm going to be nervous about it. I mean, it's a day that ends in Y for me. I, I, the Bills are the number one seed right now, but I don't think anyone expects that really to stick. They have a difficult schedule coming down the back end. Really? Wait, yeah. Who? Well, Jets and then Miami Dolphins. Okay. Next. They still have to play the Bengals oh. in Cincinnati. What's it? Okay. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> you don't want to give credit the to the Jets. You're on an island, okay? I am not So we part were of talking before the, sh- the game, and Mike said the following things. Mike Sampton, our producer. He said the Jets are going to be scary in the playoffs. You did say that. Well, they got to get there first, but yeah. Okay. And he said, I can't wait for this Buffalo game. And we started talking about the spread. And he said, what is it going to be? Four points? And I said, No, no, no. Hold on. I said five and a half or six. No, 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 no. You said four and a half to start. You really did. Because I thought then you went up to five and a half or six. But it's nine and a half. And honestly, I don't even think it should be that close. Yeah. It's in Buffalo. That's all that matters. Yeah, they won that crap game in the Meadowlands. But that was a weird game to start with. And Josh Allen was throwing the ball to the wrong team all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, so you were you were there was no part of you that was impressed at all with what the Jets... None. I know they lost yesterday to the None. Vikings. but Not, Well, first of all, how can you say this is a dangerous game and they're nine and a half point favorites? That's a huge spread okay, in the NFL. You're, the, you're, you're different than Vegas. No, 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 but Vegas is doing something weird because what... Are the, can you find me, Sue or Mike, can you find me the... Uh, or EJ, the um, Bills record against the spread? Because... Last week, obviously, against the Patriots, they covered. But before that, the spreads have been out of whack for the Bills for the last couple weeks. So nine and a half to me actually does seem way too much also. The defense for the Jets is too good to make them a nine and a half point underdog. All right, we'll see. Uh, I, I I was not that impressed by the Vikings because obviously the Vikings are a good team, but they're not a 10 and 2 team, even though their record is 10 and 2. And the Vikings had them. I don't know why the Vikings couldn't put them away. That game was not close for a big majority of it. I'd say, where, how did you feel, Mike, about Mike White at the end of the first half? It looked like, oh, the Jets have come back down to earth. Then the Vikings called off the dogs, started playing prevent, and the Jets stormed back. So, no, that did not. No, so I don't think that was the case at all. Like, his numbers weren't great, but he was moving the ball. They were getting downfield, and then, like, it would just stall eventually for whatever reason, whether it was just a good play by the Vikings or whatever else. But, like, at no point was I saying to myself, man, Mike White just doesn't feel like the guy. Like, he was moving the ball, and he was getting the ball downfield. They had five field goals. Like, they just kept getting down there, getting down there, getting down there, and they just couldn't put into the end zone. They had two shots inside the 20-yard line and two separate possessions inside the two-minute warning. Like, he can get the Jets on the move. And if that defense, which played one of its worst games in weeks against one of the better offenses in the NFC, if that defense can, like, keep... I, I think it was a game flow. Like, they, they're really a tough out. I think it was partly a game flow. So the, the Vikings went up 20-3, to three, right? And then they just slowed it down. They just stopped doing anything. It was ridiculous. This just is, stopped playing. This is like. happening a lot in the NFL. Have that you noticed That is the story this? of 2022. I noticed it was the Raiders yesterday. It's just like, why are you not even – it's like you're not even trying to score. You're up a touchdown, yep. which I guess against the Chargers feels like you're up three touchdowns because they can't score either. <laughs> It's like they just can't move the ball and score. The Raiders had no just even thought 
no urgency, no feeling in their last offensive possession that they needed to get any points or try to put a team away. And you know what? It ended up working for them yesterday. Well, but like, there was no even thought like, oh, maybe we should get aggressive here and go for the touchdown. Well, that's what it's called winning the game by running the ball, something your Bills might consider. Well, okay. Maybe I mean, they, I'm sorry. I'll take some advice from the Raiders then. I Well, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Stu's Raiders are onto something because I like the way that they just pounded the ball into the ground the entire thing. It kind of took the Chargers out of the game because the Raiders were not giving the ball back because Josh Jacobs is unbelievable. I, I'm not saying he's going to be with the quarterback's MVP, but that is a different philosophy. If you could run like that, I'm okay with taking the air out of the ball. But the Vikings all of a sudden stop running against the Jets. That's the more common theme we've seen. Teams go up for two touchdowns. Then they're like, all we're going to do is run the ball. And we're going to play back on defense, and it seems like a recipe for disaster. But if you look at what the Vikings did, Dalvin Cook had like six carries to start like in the third and fourth quarters. Like He didn't run the ball that much. They were throwing the ball. The Jets' defense has been historically this year incredible coming out of halftime. Right? There's been multiple games where they didn't look great to start the first half, and then they came out of halftime. So the first drive, Cook had two rushes. Then he had one rush, two rushes in the next drive. One rush the next drive, one rush the next drive. Like they weren't just like, oh, let, let's just pound the ball. The Jets' defense was just playing better. That's okay. the reality. Mike, I got to put you on the, the spot. The Vikings here. punted six times in the second half. Yeah, but that was because the Jets' defense was playing better. It wasn't like they were just like you know uh, letting up on the on the pedal. They were trying. They were passing the ball. They just couldn't do anything. The Jets sacked Kirk Cousins multiple times. They stopped multiple third and fourth down plays. Dalvin Cook rushed the ball, I think, six times they, or seven times in the entire second they, half. They punted six times, and four of those were three and outs. Wait, Mike, let <laughs> me mean, ask you a question. This is a horrific offensive play calling by the Vikings. But also good defense by the Jets. It wasn't like they were letting off the pedal. The Jets were just stopping them. Mike, okay, this is for you. On the spot right now, are the New York Jets going to make the playoffs? Yes or no? And <sighs> you can't answer with any word right now except yes or no. No more breathing. Y- yes. Yes, but I... Nope, that's I knew you were going to try and get around a yes or no. I'm going to say yes. No, you don't. That is the (laughs) most. Where did all that confidence you just had go? (laughs) What happened to the sauce garden? It's it's Maggie's Bills. You know, Uh it's now you got helped yesterday because the Chargers lost yesterday. Obviously, the Patriots lost on Thursday. Miami lost yesterday. There were a couple things that really helped out the Jets. They're down a lot of the tiebreakers, also. So, like. A lot of things have to go right in a really difficult schedule, like wow. top five hardest schedules in the NFL the rest of the way. So, like, a lot has to go right. And even that Lions game that looked like a gimme is now going to be really tough. By the, way, the Lions are playing excellent, by the way. I'm yeah. here to talk about the Lions as much <laughs> as you guys want to. But I will tell you, there is a playoff team on that side of the glass, Mike, and you don't have it. It is well, in who, the who does EJ like? Is that what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about? EJ, EJ's EJ's team? Because it's not me. Stu, and it's really I tell you, be... the Raiders are going to catch the Jets and uh-huh. the Chargers. Don't they do this are, to me, Perloff. Don't do this to me. They have a great, <laughs> great chance. Great chance. Uh, okay, let's check out the Raiders' schedule the rest of the way because now they've won three in a row, so people are starting to feel two in overtime, by the way, and then yesterday <laughs> in regulation. Now they play at the Rams next week. That's a Thursday night game, so that, they miss Thursday. That is just lovely. That is you know, such that, a, that works out pretty well. That's pretty good. Okay. And then New England which is now looking like... That's a, that's a toss-up. That'll probably be a pick But at least you get it at home. Okay. You're at Pittsburgh. That's Pitts- a that's Saturday a, night game on NFL a Network. Dicey. That's a little dicey, too, but okay. It's a little too hidden, you know? It's like anything can happen in that game. Okay, then San Francisco, who now is no Jimmy G with Brock Purdy, so let's see what happens. 
And then Kansas City in the game ha- doesn't have a time yet. Right. And hopefully if Kansas City is out of that and the Jets stumble a little bit, Mike, and the Chargers completely fall apart, that could be at least you're right. You know, that's a little harder than I thought. It's a little harder than you thought. Except yeah. I that, at Pittsburgh's a winnable. There's game. a lot of quarterback injuries on that that schedule, though. That's the thing about the Raiders. Things seem to have broken where at least they have a chance now. Where a month ago it was ridiculous. Absolutely. Go to the phones, 855 212 4 CBS. Scott is in California. He's a Vikings fan, and I have a feeling he's probably not too happy with us right now. Hey, Scott, how's it going? Hey, Maggie. Um, I, you know what? I, I, yeah, it's just the same old thing. I've called him before, and it's like the Vikings could be, you know, just like 1998. We were uh, 15 and 1, and they, they were still, you know, considered like one and done. Um, but Burloff just said um, the Vikings are not a 10 and 2 team. I just don't know what it takes. Uh, we've beaten the Bills. We've beaten the Dolphins. We've annihilated the entire AFC East. Uh, other, other than uh, yeah, the Eagles and the Cowboys, which, you know, um, I, and Andrew, what I want to tell you is my, my dream for Christmas is uh, the holiday season is to play the Eagles in the uh, NFC championship game. Yeah, how'd that work out last time, Scott? <laughs> what was the final score the last time they played? I can't remember. I just, I, I, I have a different deal with uh, O'Connell. Um, I think he's got the team motivated. We're actually healthy. You don't hear about Viking injuries very much. Um, they still find interesting ways to win games. We didn't blow that team out. We let them come back. Yeah, I was 20 to 3 and I was watching it and I'm like, oh, we're going to lose this game, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really, that's how a Viking fan thinks, you know. We're, yeah. How do we do that? And, and you, when you said earlier that we just pulled into prevent, that's one of the things I hate about what they do. Um, they just not, they don't stay aggressive. They just say, okay, we got a lead. Let's you know, you know, stand back. But anyway, they're ten and two, and it's it's. Uh, I think there's only uh, one team with a better record and one team with the same record, and there's thirty two teams. So at some point. You got to give them credit. At some yeah. point, we're going to give them credit, Scott. And unfortunately, that day is not today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scott, thank you for calling. We we kid, we kid. I, I love Scott saying our team. Yes, does find interesting ways to win games. Yeah, I had such a weird, <laughs> it's such a fun way to describe them. I had such a weird fan experience on Sunday because, as an Eagles fan, I wanted the Vikings to lose. So because they have a great chance of number one seed. But the thought of coming in here with a winning Samter was way too much. <laughs> I mean, you can see, even with a loss, he is talking trash. He's giddy. I know. Yeah. Every so, Jets fan I've never is... been so happy after a loss. Yeah, like, I literally, like... after the game, I was like, all right, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I don't even care if we win. I just, I'm just happy we have our quarterback. Yeah, yeah I was watching like, NFL. Like, the guy. Like, I, he's yeah, the guy. He's he's fine. He's the guy. I don't know. The guy. I saw NFL Network had this this thing on Mike White with Rich Eisen, who's a Jets fan. And it was talking about, it, it made it sound like the Jets had answered every quarterback problem, not only this year, but they've ever had. It was basically a <laughs> smooth line between Joe Namath, the guarantee, and Mike White. What is going on yeah. with you guys and Mike White? And nothing in the middle. We He's, don't want to talk about anything in the middle. It's just Namath to White. Yeah, who cares? Chad who? Chad Penning? What? Yeah. Vinny what? I mean, Maggie, you see it. Is it getting a? It's Those a are lip. two that worked out, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the Kenny O'Brien where. I mean, it's a little much, right? The Mike White love, or am I missing how good Mike White is? No, it's just it's all an indictment on Zach Wilson. That's uh, Mike White is the guy who is hanging out with a bunch of people who are slightly uglier than him, so he looks like he should be on a magazine. You know, I would normally not disagree with you. However, if you watch him play, he makes every throw accurate and in a way that the guy... I mean, granted, it's two games. 
He was doing it mostly you know, <laughs> all before. Right, all right, all right. He all looked right. great. Okay, let's... He looked incredible. And like, yes, making Sam, the right reads, the right throws. I can't cut doing his mic. All. Can you cut his mic? <laughs> let's see what happens after they play in Buffalo. Let's just see. I'm not. That's not me talking trash. That's just me remembering what happened last year when Mike White went to Buffalo, and it wasn't great. So uh, you're talking see. trash. Uh, Maggie, you and I are going to have to figure this out. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm I not have doing to any more show bets until I wear the duck costume. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is an Andrew versus Mike and Maggie bet because you're all about this nine-and-a-half-point spread. It's crazy. I do think it's crazy, but I I mean, I just want to I just want to see. Maybe Mike White will come to Buffalo and win, and then I'll have to shut up. But You know, he doesn't have to win for this to be a good Mike White game. If he goes to Buffalo and loses a close game, like two or three points, last then kind of you're play, not a serious playoff contender. If you're going to be okay with losing in Buffalo, then you're not. Says a the serious person who says, contender. "Oh, my, the best team in the in the league. We're not even going to make the the playoffs or Super Bowl or whatever it was." Why? Because I think the Chiefs are better. Come on, <laughs> I mean that's not a hot take. Eight five five two one two four CBS. See, this is also the Mike White effect that I do not like. This segment started as a pro-Joe Burrow segment and somehow <laughs> devolved into a pro-Mike White segment. Mike White over Joe Burrow any day of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to sweep you out of here like Mike the cool. Apollo on Amateur Cool night. hand Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Doesn't have that same ring. But I would laugh even harder if Mike was not one of thousands of Jets fans around me who <laughs> thinks that they have the next Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's mass they? hysteria. It's like... I don't know. It's it's you know how like groups can be hypnotized like cults. Yes. You, Some of that action's going on here. You want to know what this is like when they call in politics the vocal minority? That's who you guys are. You're the vocal minority. You know what? But like, listen, he's he's fine. He's a totally capable quarterback, which compared to Zach Wilson, make him look like Heidi Klum. So congrats, you got him. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, coming up, the college football playoff prologue. It's set. Nick Saban. Not happy about it. Does the Alabama coach have a point? And was Alabama unfairly left out of the college football playoff? We've got sound. You'll hear from Saban. We'll get into that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We're back in a minute. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Kind of a mixed college football weekend. I think the Friday night game was a bit of a bummer because USC quarterback Caleb Williams got hurt. The Saturday noon game, the Big 12 title game was awesome. Max Duggan, TCU hero, even though they lost the game in overtime in a bizarre way. But that was such an exciting game. That was the best game of the week, in my opinion. It was almost like in a span of less than 24 hours, it was like two quarterbacks who are both hurt and how are they going to make it through their like respective games? You know, it was like who can tough it out more? Yeah. And I don't, both of them lost, unfortunately, but you know, obviously for Duggan in overtime, was still good enough to make the college football playoff. Well, it was confusing about Caleb Williams yeah. because we weren't sure what the injury was, and he had hurt his pinky, his throwing pinky, too. So yeah. the whole thing... He's like and, limping. And the problem was, <laughs> none of that was the problem with the game. The problem was USC could not tackle a single player at all. Backup tight ends were running for 80-yard touchdowns, <laughs> so it wouldn't have mattered if Caleb was healthy. Uh, and Max Duggan, I think all that mattered. Did you ever think during that game, oh, boy, TCU's in trouble here? They were down... I think twenty eight seventeen or something. I never thought that I thought they were keeping it close enough that there was no concern with the committee. Uh, I did as soon as it went to overtime. I would, yeah, you know, I was like, all right, if, it doesn't matter what happens now. Even if it been a one touchdown game, say it was twenty eight twenty, I don't think that the fact that they kept them in number three says yeah. I, I don't think they were ever in danger. Never, I never thought Alabama was going to get it. I never did either. Yeah, and Nick Saban was lobbying very hard at halftime of the Big Ten title game. Like, this is hilarious to me. All of a sudden, Saban's showing up at halftime of the Big Ten title game to be able to make the case for Alabama. Here's what it sounded like. What I would say to the committee or anyone else is if we played any of these teams that are on the edge or getting in, would we be the underdog or would we be the favorite? And I think if you can answer that question and the goal is to get the best teams in, uh, then you would say... They belong in there. We lost two games on the road in a tough league to top 10 teams. We weren't 100%. Bryce Young was not 100%. You know, you show vulnerability when you get beat badly at the end of the season. Our team has played better at the end of the season. So that's kind of my reasoning. So that was Nick Saban. Yeah. And that's something you like to talk about also, right? Yeah, about mean, who would be favored and are we sure we're getting the best teams in? But I don't love that argument. Well, okay. So you're agreeing that the best teams are not in, then? Well, I'm talking about the teams that deserve to be in. I think those four teams deserve to be in. And I, if I was yes. on the committee, I would have put those four teams in. But I do not think this is the four best teams in the country. Okay, but I can't cry about that when you, we've used these. What I know that we move the goalposts a lot, or the committee moves the goalposts a lot, no pun intended, but... They've used this criteria, which is yeah. it matters more to get to your conference championship game. Well, it doesn't matter, obviously, well, actually, for Ohio the, State. The criteria because... is winning your conference championship game. It's listed on their list of criteria. It's not getting to your conference Okay, well, game. it's also about how many are how many games are in your loss column. And no matter what, yeah. it's imp- it's virtually impossible when there's teams with only one loss for you to get in with two over they've for never Alabama. Done, yeah, they've never jumped to they never jumped a one loss team with a two loss team. So that's why we shouldn't be surprised. But Okay, you have to admit there is a slight problem here. If 
if TCU goes out there and embarrasses themselves against Michigan, we're going to say, oh, some people are going to say, I won't say, some people will say, they should have just let Alabama in. Because can you imagine, uh, if it was a Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia Final Four, that would be really fun as a fan. I'm psyched that TCU's in there, and I think actually they're going to be a little tougher than people say. Definitely. But... I mean, that would have been cool to see Alabama in there, too. I wouldn't have complained that much. No, I wouldn't have complained either. But just because a team might be, you know, like Bama would be favorites. How many times was Bama favorites this year? And I I think they were something like Stu's efforting right now against the spread. They were like two set. What do you got? Do you guys have it? I think I have them uh, at five and five against the spread. So it's not all the time where just because they were favored that it means that there are going to be outright winners in this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not, that 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 to me doesn't, it's not the end-all be-all. Just because you're favored to win, to going into the game doesn't wow. mean that deserve, you should be, deserve to be there. I mean, there are a lot of reasons you might think Alabama's a better team. The fact that TCU went down the wire with so many b- bad average teams. I mean, listen. Alabama went, went the down last- to the wire with Texas A&M. Yeah, who has a five-star recruited every single position? Well, they don't play like it. <laughs> yeah, but they were on. They were hyped for. Yeah, then Texas A&M turned around and beat LSU. I mean, no, Texas A&M was that I was that a, at Texas A&M. Yeah, I'm. I know, but I'm just saying Texas A&M was not an untalented team. They're way more talented than any team in the Big Twelve. TCU went down on the wire with Baylor, Texas Tech, West Virginia, everybody else, and. I mean, listen, TCU's incredible at pulling out wins against average teams. Let's see them against some good teams. I like TCU, and I'm a TCU fan. Just to say that Alabama, because they were five and five against the spread, is not a better team than TCU. No, it's not their better team. It's that Nick Saban's argument about yeah. who would be favored yeah. doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be blowing guy that you're going to be blowing teams out. It doesn't automatically mean that you deserve to be there just because you'd be favored. Well, I think the the be favored question is like he's saying when you look at the eyeballs of these two teams, who's the better team? And I think. All college football experts would say Alabama. Okay, well, he also made the case inadvertently for Tennessee <laughs> because I think it would be the same thing. Everything that he said about mm-hmm. Alabama, you could also say about Tennessee. Who beat Alabama? Uh, in Tennessee. Okay. Well, I, I mean, those two games, if they weren't at LSU and at Tennessee and the officials weren't terrified of those rabid audiences and called everything on Alabama, they would have gotten through those two games and they'd be in the Final Four and we'd see another Georgia-Alabama final. So Blaming the refs. Weak sauce, Perloff. <laughs> Weak sauce. I mean, the, that was a matter of, like, they, they just happened to run into the two wrong teams at the wrong time. It's the same Alabama team as always. They'll be back next year. Trust me. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. How do you feel about the college football playoff? You know by now, obviously. It's Georgia. It's Michigan. It's TCU. And then Ohio State, who sits home and watches USC lose to Utah they are now in. Let's go to Paul. He's in California. Hey, Paul. What's happening? Hey, hey, hey guys. How are we doing today? Oh, doing excellent. How are you? How's Big Dog? Oh, uh, I didn't get to see Big Dog much this weekend. Uh, he's uh, in holiday season. He's a server at the local axe throwing place. But he came home with uh, <laughs> six tins of uh, leftovers from the banquet, and he was in hog heaven. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, Paul. He's a server at the axe throwing place? Like they serve food at the axe place? Yeah, uh, he's the lead server. Um, they throw the axes on the wall, and uh, and um, he does all the corporate events there for them. Oh. And Ma- Maggie, he brings home so much food from the leftover of these corporate parties. It's ridiculous. I know. Nobody eats at those things. You know, there's always oh. so much food left over. And axe throwing is the hip thing, right? Like, that's all the Williamsburg kids do that. Axe throwing is like a gigantic 
activity for you. Have you people. ever tried it? It's no. It's so much harder than it looks. Yeah, it looks hard. Huh? <laughs> it's even harder than that. <laughs> yeah, it looks very medieval because it is. Oh, it, it's it's not easy, but uh, he can do it. Uh, he can do it between his legs because you know he gets to practice all the time. But anyway, <laughs> hey, be careful uh, there with the axe between your legs, there, Paul. No, if you no. want the big dog uh, lineage <laughs> to keep going. Oh. Uh, Hey, uh, Andrew, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the uh, NCAA got it right, but I don't think we have the four best teams. Yeah, thank uh, you. Based off, based off of the criteria, they they got it. But I think Bama would smoke TCU and Bama would smoke Ohio State. I really believe it's going to come down to Georgia and Michigan. I think they're the two best teams by far in the country, and I'm super excited. I you know I was in Tahoe over the weekend. Watch USC, and I just I was just flabbergasted on how bad they showed. Oh, the defense was was just not good, Paul. Uh, they, Paul's in Maggie, Tahoe. They couldn't the could tack, could tackle anybody to save their lives. I know it was it was not good, Paul. Thanks so much for checking in. As always, hi to the fam for us. I want to live and hang out with Paul. Got Tahoe for the weekend, axe throwing. You got all the leftovers yeah. from the banquet. This is good stuff. Before we take one more call, can I yeah. can I read a tweet from a friend of mine? Go ahead. Chris Sims, former Texas quarterback. Yeah. TCU in the CFP. The Big 12 sucks, and I played in the Big 12. I know what resumes <laughs> are, but the middle class of the SEC would win the Big 12. It's pretty blunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not That is not subtle. No, I mean, I think that's one of the big issues is how good the Big 12 is. Then again, our buddy Ryan Leaf covered the Big 12. It's the top to bottom. It was really good this year. Hard to tell. It's so hard to tell because you didn't see a lot of interconference play. Let's go to Robert, who's in California. Robert, how's it going? Uh, good. I, I'm just so sick of Nick Saban and Bama fan. I mean, they're overrated at five. Uh, they they had their two best wins were against number 21 and 24. They got they lost to number 16, and then the same number 16 Tennessee boat raced. And then oh, by the way, they lost to Tennessee. Yeah. How are they ranked ahead of them? And you could make a case that USC should be seated higher than or ranked higher than Alabama. Their losses are better, and or their losses are equal. They have more better wins. Now I don't go that far, but there's no way Alabama should be in the playoff or even in the discussion ahead of Tennessee. You know, Robert, I'm with you. You know, and I know that Saban was lobbying, and and I just think this year wasn't it for them. Clearly, it wasn't, and I know that's hard to digest because they still have so many talented players, but. The bottom line is their resume just doesn't stack up. Okay, I totally understand. But Saban was doing the right thing. I mean, he's got to go out there and lobby. What else is he going to do on this weekend? I don't know. It also looks a little thirsty. Like, you know you're not getting in. If you're a number five team in the country, number five, and you're not lobbying to get that fourth spot, I'm sorry. I mean, I think you maybe who knows? Maybe they put you in over Ohio State. You have to do something. What are you just gonna sit there? I think so because I think that if Saban had come out and said that, or he did, he was a guest on the halftime of the Big Ten championship game, and then the committee did it, it's gonna look like they were kowtowing to Saban, wasn't it? What difference does it make? A national title is a national title. No, I don't, but (laughs) I think they're not gonna do it just because of the optics. Maybe Mm. if he had said nothing, maybe they would have snuck him in. But once he calls him out like that, I, I don't think they could no longer. I don't think they could do it. Yeah, I and see they were what you're never saying. doing it anyways. Ohio State was always going to be the next team in. Well, they already made the decision on Ohio State last yeah. week when they put them five. The question, I guess, was if TCU had gotten blown out or something, that would have been even tough. I don't think they were going to do it. Yeah, I don't. You saying Saban should have just stayed home and sat that one out, Maggie? He, that's not. College I think football. so. Nobody sits out anything. In <laughs> You're right. Nobody sits out anything. They can't. It's impossible. Fred is in Florida. Wants to talk about the Buckeyes. Hey, Fred. 
Hey, how we doing? Doing excellent. What do you think about your uh, Buckeyes getting into the college football playoff? Uh, I'm not too excited about that, but I want I wanted to say this about Lou Sa- or about Saban. I always want to say Lou Saban, but <laughs> Nick Saban. He he's saying the same thing that we said at Ohio State when we had maybe our greatest team and we didn't make it because Michigan State beat us out because Zeke Elliott didn't get the ball against Michigan State. And that's when we had our great team. And we said the four best teams should get in. At that time, they said, oh, no, you didn't win your conference championship, so you don't get in. So you're so saying anyway, Saban's stealing your material I'm, I'm, is what I'm, you're saying. You know, when you, when you make those statements, at that time, he, he was all four just champions getting in. Now he don't get to be the champion, but he thinks, oh, well, we, they did have a good team. I think Alabama is maybe the second best team in the country. But that's the way it goes, okay? Yeah, Fred, it's but hypocrisy, I, no, I, I and you're pointing it out. I look forward to us playing Georgia. I think Ohio State will give Georgia a good game, but I think Georgia is probably the best team in the country. Fred, I think you're spot on. Appreciate that. I think Georgia's – listen, I think they would have rather played USC, obviously, because USC's defense is – how do we put this politely? Bad. But, <laughs> I, well, I think, yeah, maybe just, Ohio State's might be too. Ohio State secondary also, hmm, how do I put this delicately? Terrible. No, yeah, um, but then again, I'm Georgia, just kidding. Georgia's a different team than last year. I can tell you this. You do not know who's going to show up for Georgia either. They're not, they, they, they've been a little uneven this year. So, I, I think it's crazy that Ohio State's in there, by the way. Have we talked about this? The fact that they got destroyed by Michigan, and here they are. Woo, we're in the Final Four. <laughs> it just didn't play last week. Yeah. Just sitting home, watching Purdue and Michigan tight until halftime, maybe five minutes into the third quarter, and then it fell apart. I, wa- I, I want to double-check this. I was at that game, uh, Michigan State at Ohio State. I've been to two Ohio State games, and one of them, Zeke did not get the ball at all and was pissed after <laughs> after the game. Sorry, I don't yeah. know if I'm allowed to say that word. I think you he did. was furious after the game. Uh I think it was still Did they ever say why? I don't know what was going on with Zeke at, at Ohio State. In fact I Ackerman, you remember this one? Yeah, that was the one where Urban Meyer said afterward he was right. He ripped, yeah, he ripped yeah, the yeah. coaching staff and Urban Meyer came out later and said he was right. I don't know. I by the way, do we have any idea to make of this Ohio State game? Does anybody give them a shot here? I mean, I give them a shot, but I feel like Georgia's. Well, let's think about it. Might roll them. Well, I mean, listen, Georgia rolled LSU. Right. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Can they figure something out on defense? Like yeah. that's Ohio State's big thing. Are they going to be able to figure it out or make adjustments on the fly? Something they just could not do against Michigan. And their offense shut down in the second half against Michigan. And JSN is not showing up for that game. Yeah, that was just announced earlier today that uh, that very extremely talented yet unfortunately very hurt yeah. uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Nigba is not going to be playing in this game. Yeah, so now we'll see Travion Henderson. I don't know. There's a lot of bad mojo around this Ohio State number four. It's, it almost felt like the committee's like, oh, Ohio State's number four, kind of. Let's hope they don't lose to Michigan again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't be... think they're going to have the chance. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, you guys are welcome to weigh in on the college football playoff. You're welcome to weigh in on Deion Sanders taking the job at Colorado. Basically told everybody who's currently on the Colorado roster, jump in the transfer portal. See you later. Because he's a whole bringing a whole new vibe and a whole new culture to Colorado. Go ahead and jump in the portal. It was the get ready, take a break. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in the portal. <laughs>
I want you to pack your bags because you're all going home. <laughs> I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in the portal. <laughs> what a letdown. I can't even <laughs> imagine being one of those young men in the room. That must have been a, a moment that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Coming up, the most frustrating moment from yesterday. Perloff and I will get into that in just a moment. Bottom of the hour, time for a CBS Sports update. Here is Rich Ackman. This portion of the program is sponsored by Prevagen. Prevagen is the most recommended memory support brand by pharmacist Perloff. Can you guess the Prevagen moment for tonight? So this is a moment between the Saints and the Bucks. Yep. Betcha that Stu Kovacs, who chooses these moments, when recent, the incredible 9 nothing win by the Saints <laughs> over the Bucks a couple years ago where they shut out, or maybe it was last year, I don't remember. They shut, shut out, out Tom Brady. Brady. Yep. That was the craziest game. Taysom Hill led some drives. So I think you went really recent with the Saints. Unusual. They have a bunch of unusual wins over the Bucks. You know what, Perloff? You are absolutely incorrect. Pretty much the opposite in terms of scoring. <laughs> One of the greatest moments between the Saints and Bucks came on September 9, 2018. Tampa won 48 to 40 behind 417 oh, yards. Four was touchdowns. that Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes. Oh, no that doesn't count. From Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> on the other side, Breeze completed 37 of 45 passes for 439 through for three touchdowns. Alvin Kamara made his way into the end zone three times. New Orleans led the leads the all-time series 39-23. So that game, Tampa Bay won that game and didn't win any more games. And the Saints went on to not <laughs> lose again until the playoffs. So what are you doing? So that's a completely misleading. Fitzpatrick at 400 yards passing. It was crazy. And they were like, <laughs> wow, awesome. this could be the year of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nope. It never is. <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's always the month of Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's never the year of Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't put together, you know, more than a couple good weeks in a row. That was a good time. That that one game. It was wow. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the MVP of the league. <laughs> <laughs> was it early on in the season. Yeah, yeah. you it said was right. Week it's one. September nine. Yeah, I think yeah. it was week one, right? Yeah, I do I remember think so, that. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a fun one tonight. We'll see Brady. You're right. Has you know not a great history against the Saints, although did beat them in the playoffs yeah. when it mattered on the their road to uh, the Super Bowl when with his first year in Tampa. Well, it's an irresistible force versus an immovable object. Yeah. The immovable object being Andy Dalton's inability to win a night versus Tom Brady's <laughs> inability to beat the Saints. Somebody's <laughs> got to win this ugly, ugly football game. I mean, what's like? Who's gonna give? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, the Saints are Brady. The Saints have not played well. Yes, the Brady and the Bucks should win, but somehow the Saints win this game. Watch out for the Saints in the NFC South because somebody's got to win this division. Well, a team it's where crazy. Nobody, nobody has a above 500 record in that division. You could get, I mean, it might be 7 and 10 into the playoffs in the NFC South. And I'd still probably bet on Brady. Yeah. To, to and by the way, and I still wouldn't want to face Brady no. in the wild card round of the playoffs. Absolutely not. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, so got an interesting one uh, tonight. We'll make our picks for that game later on. Let's go back to the phones. Frank is in Alabama, but he's a Michigan fan. Hi, Frank. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. What's on your mind? Well, hey, you know, I'm a longtime Michigan fan. I'm a rocket scientist that lived through uh, the wonderful Cooper years up in uh, when I worked in Cleveland. Uh, and I'm glad to see a return. Uh, frankly, I'd love to see him play Ohio State again. I think they got a team to beat him, and I'd love to say we beat him four times in, or three times in 14 months. You know, Frank, I'm sorry I wasn't listening to anything you said because I have a question about being a rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah, Do you like mind if I too. ask you something? Can I ask you something that keeps me up at night? Sure. Okay. 
So sometimes I get a little concerned that an asteroid is going to hit the Earth and we're going to be wiped out like the dinosaurs. Should I be worried about that, yes or no? Well, you should be worried about it as much as the dinosaurs were. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Okay, but they didn't know. Oh, no. they, the dinosaurs had a walnut for a brain. I, I, I'm a smart, sentient being. Well, yeah, but but the the fact is, uh, there are asteroids out there. They've hit us before. They could hit us again. But uh, it's like the lottery. Uh, you know, why worry? Why worry about it? All right, maybe that's a better question, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I shouldn't waste my time. Yeah, I mean. There are probably four nuclear hotspots around the world right now that <laughs> probably won't last two years. So the yeah. odds of an asteroid getting to us before Perloff, we blow ourselves up Perloff is slim to none. Brings it way like closer to home than I tend but, to have it. Also, Frank, but, what do you think about like us living on the moon one day? You know, is that really going to happen like in our lifetimes? Well, it, it, well, I'm gonna, I'm 68, so probably not in my lifetime. But oh, the come fact on. is, uh, you could put an outpost up there. I, I'm not sure. Cost a lot of money and a huge engineering project, and I'm not sure what kind of return you'd get. Got it. But, but well, I'll, I'll go Michigan. You, I, I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one last thing. Sure. You know, I, my son went to Alabama, so I, I put money there, and I, I I can root for them when they're not playing Michigan. I couldn't root for Ohio State unless they were playing like the Taliban. So, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I got you. I got you thinking nuclear hotspots. Um, yes. Okay. And that call comes full circle. Tough Frank, question. Thank you so much. Tough Appreciate question that's been raised a lot about Ryan Day. Yeah. Is this the worst case scenario for Ryan Day that they got to the Final Four and they could theoretically lose to Michigan again? Another time. Uh, or is it, I mean. Well, but think about that. You'd be riding so high off of beating Georgia that even if you true. lost to Michigan, like you just would have taken down Georgia. That has to even out. But there is this no. loud school out there that wants Ryan Day gone from Ohio State, which is still weird to me. But a lot of people, are national people, are saying, well, Ryan Day could be back on the hot seat if he loses in this Final Four. I, I Really? I, I'm telling you, a lot of people say after are, he has you five this, losses you? the whole time he's been I'm in Ohio State. I'm well aware. Well, no, but my point was that if you lose to Michigan in the national title game, you'll never live that down, right? It's like the, the Yankees can beat the Red Sox 100 years in a row, but losing a 3-0 lead and then letting the Red Sox win their first World Series in 86 years will forever be there. So, like, they could beat Georgia by 50, and if they lose to Michigan by one in the title game, I mean, that will forever be on his, on his okay, tombstone. It'll, it'll However, forever be on his tombstone, but it doesn't mean you fire the guy. Well, so here is what I said this before the season. You guys kind of laughed at me, but I said, like, if he loses to Michigan again, his seat is hot. So if they lose to Georgia, like, I think his seat is already hot. If he loses to Georgia, like, there's questions starting to build up. And if Urban Lose Meyer Georgia, makes himself they shouldn't available. shouldn't be here. This is, I mean, if, <laughs> if USC can tackle, they're not even playing. Like, right. They're the, in the Rose Bowl. Right. So whether they're there and they lose by 30 to Georgia or they were left out and Bama's in and they lost to Michigan again. Ryan Day's seat is hot. Wow, so this is the worst case. So you think Ryan Day was rooted for USC more than any person no. on earth? No, no, no. I think this is ridiculous. I, I think the Ryan Day's, I think there's 100 programs that would kill for Ryan Day. I think there's 10 NFL teams that would kill for Ryan Day. I think that The guy's an offensive genius. I think there's a million coaches who would kill for that Ohio State job. You just can recruit like crazy in the Midwest. Like, I'm sorry, Ryan Day might be a very good coach. But that program has taken a nosedive since he's taken over compared I, to Urban Meyer. Right, let me ask you a couple questions. Coach, I think he is a good coach. How I, many Final Four wins really does Jim he, Harbaugh have? Final Fours? Yeah. How many wins does he have in the Final Four? Zero. Zero. How many does Lincoln Riley have? Zero. Zero. How many does Ryan Day have? 
One. one. <laughs> yeah. He's got one. Yeah, it was like with Justin Fields, right? Right, but yeah. that was also with Urban Meyer's team. That's fair, actually. <laughs> I mean, literally, Urban Meyer left, and the first year after he left, he went to the national championship game with. The only thing was that he kind of helped bring Justin Fields there. No, because so, like, you can give him that. Didn't he also coach the games when Urban was three suspended? Games. Right, yeah, yeah three or four great. games. Oh, there was still yeah. Urban's team that he was coaching while Urban was gone. Hey, speaking of uh, coaches, do you guys notice what's going on with Jim Harbaugh? About now, the articles are coming out about him with the NFL. It is. It, it is new contract season is what's going on. And Jim Harbaugh just beat Ohio State. And then now you get an article that maybe he's interested in going back to the NFL. That guy's about to get a brand new contract from Michigan. Well deserved. Yeah. I mean, this is the oldest trick in the book, right? Not buying that. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Want to hear from you. Coming up, the one team that was left for dead that looks like a playoff contender. We'll explain in just a moment. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 